is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report. Happy New Year, everybody. Show number 262, first show of uh, 2023. Wow. Excuse me. It is uh, the Hammer Down Racing Report uh, for Thursday, uh, January 5th. Forgot to update the date. I almost said December on there. Um, coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter from the John Young Racing, Racing for First Responders, and Dave Kemmer Studio. Oh, yeah. Got some new studio sponsors this year. If uh, you're interested in being a studio sponsor, just check out HammerdownRacingReport.com. Full sponsor section on there. Really? Tonight on the show, uh, we were going to be speaking uh, to... A uh, whole uh, bunch of people. A whole bunch of people, yeah. yeah. Dwayne and Elliot from the Dirt Nerds podcast, Zach and uh, Rich from Horsepower Happenings. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Dwayne's uh, father passed away this past weekend, so obviously uh, Dwayne and Elliot a uh, little preoccupied, so yes. uh, they will not be joining us. Uh, Zach and uh, Rich were going to make it, but uh, Zach's been fighting the flu, I guess. So Scott we got Rich! Yeah. Oh, we got Rich. <laughs> yeah. So Rich, uh, Rich fans should be uh, joining us here shortly, and uh, we'll go over the uh, top, what uh, top stories of 2022. Also got some racing news from this past week. We have uh, uh, how many? We got the regular show stuff and yeah. a little bit of uh, remodeling done as well. We got some uh, some new things we'll be sprinkling in. So. Uh, before we get to that, I've got to mention Big D's Pizza in Clyde. 419-547. That cancellation, was no, that, it? No, that, okay. that was not. That was okay. uh, that was me forgetting to do that. So. Uh, 419-547-1444. Order online at orderbigdspizza.com or uh, follow on Facebook for the uh, latest specials. Big D's in Clyde. Big on taste, not on price. Uh, new special they just started this week. Um, ten jumbo chicken wings, choice of sauce, eight ninety nine. I think that's cheaper than it was before. I thought it was like a buck more, but well, uh, and it's always reasonable. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, yeah, give them a call right now, order, and you'll have uh, your pizza probably by the time that we finish up the show this evening. Uh, also, freeze frame photos is back, and uh, for twenty twenty three, correct. Got a message here from uh, from Rich. Yeah, he's having some uh, issues here. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, freeze frame photos uh, from Action Shots to Victory Lanes. They have new items: custom kids cups, some uh, twenty ounce tumblers, water bottles, and more. With freeze frame photos, uh, pictures that they've taken uh, that they can put on there, along with some uh, racing graphics. Uh, pretty cool looking, customized. And obviously, items. this time of year, calendars. Yeah, that, I, that, those are still probably available. I'll bet they are. <clears throat> Don't mind me. Scott's talking to our guests. I, I'm producing and uh, showing at the same time here. Uh, There we go. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's it for Bills. Uh, i got to thank uh, Oakshade Raceway, Ryan Miller Race Cars, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon as well. Uh, before we get to uh, our roundup, how about we, uh, our roundup of uh, 2022, how about we do our racing roundup from this uh, past couple weeks that we've been off? And uh, we got these cool little things now. You ready for this? I am. Here we go. Racing Roundup. Uh, for hooking us up with her yeah. voice once again for, for all these fun little things. Uh, Sandusky Speedway, the hangover race was this past weekend. Uh, Sunday, I missed that. Matter of fact, did you? You didn't finish, at least. Um, Scott Fowler picked up the uh, win in the Champagne Stock class. I heard that was his first race. Yeah. Like in a like he was a snowmobile racer or, right. or something. I wasn't sure. How exactly that worked. And, and he, he and my son Steve raced BMX together back about 100 years ago. Was he good? Yeah. All right. Well, he's good in the race car. So, 
Know. Well, that was a car that was originally built by Ron Miller Race Cars. Oh, so, of course. So it would be expected that he would look good. Okay. Rich says it seems to be okay now. But I don't see him in our waiting room yet. Okay. I hope I sent him the right link. <laughs> we'll double check. Um, but uh, also, Terry Lynn Murphy picked up the win in the uh, Moonshine stock. And that was such event. a well-received win. Oh, my gosh. Craig Dippman had that uh, pretty much dominated the the entire race. I guess he said he had a tire going down he could feel after that last caution. Yeah. And they got side-by-side side there in the final lap. And coming out of the for- final corner, Craig lost control, hit the wall. Terry Lynn Murphy on the inside went and uh, picked up the win. She had been gaining on him every lap, um, had had just a phenomenal run every lap off of turn four, uh, and that's what got her to the checkered flag. Yeah, she did pretty good in the uh, champagne stock feature, too, finishing yeah. in second there. Um, Mike Young was running in the uh, whiskey stocks. Right. First time in that car, I was talking to him a little bit. Uh, he had a, a brand new car, I guess, new to the track. Right. I don't think he did as well as he would have liked, but uh, picking up the win in the uh, whiskey stock was Eric Johnson. And I didn't talk to anybody, Scott, that didn't have a great time. I I was very impressed with all the people in the grandstands. Uh, For a hangover race, it was very well attended. Okay. Well, Rich says he's here, but I don't see him. Turn his mic on. Let's see if we can hear him. Well, there, there, he'd be. A, oh, there he is. Okay, we're, we're getting rich. All right, we're getting that taken care of. I can see you now, Rich. So we're good. Uh, Tulsa shootout. Uh, what was that? Uh, week after Christmas. There, right. Got to go back away. Is all this stuff happened? Uh, in the uh, Outlaw Micros, uh, Emerson Axum picked up uh, the win there. Former guests Anton Hernandez and uh, Darren Nida made the trip down to Tulsa as well. Hernandez locked himself into the 600 Outlaw wing micro feature and he ended up finishing eighth in the a main nida finished uh, fifth in his a class wing micro qualifier which is pretty big deal a lot a lot of was it 1600 yes. drivers there wow incredible rumble at fort wayne last week as well friday mario clauser uh won in the midgets cole kirkman uh picked up the non-wing 600 micro micro win john ivy was the winner in the wing 600 micros. Saturday it was Nick Hamilton in the midgets. Uh, Cap Henry finished second. I saw something just right. recently. Cap's going to be running the Chili Bowl Nationals next week. Really? Just got a, a ride for that. In, in, with with the Koontz team, maybe? I don't know. It was not the Koontz team. Okay. I don't remember the team it was. I, I, I saw a photograph of the cars they're taking. That's going to take about a dozen haulers to get that fleet But they're there. small. They're small. Cole Kirkman picked up uh, his second wing and then the second win in the non-winged 600 micros, and Tyler Schulich uh, picked up the win in the winged 600 micros. So, without further ado, let's uh, move on. Bring uh, Rich into the fold here. How's it going? Hey guys, long time no see. How are you? Yeah, good, Rich. <laughs> how you doing, Ron? Yeah, I think Zach has decided he's going to just see how many viruses he can get in one year. Um, he's had a rough year. He's, he's been on and off sick, but, uh, somehow we haven't, haven't missed a show. So he, he's hanging in there. You guys record on uh, horsepower happenings on Mondays, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So he was okay on Monday. Yeah, we did the show on Monday and it sounded like on Tuesday, he just went downhill in a hurry. Oh boy. Jeez. There's a lot of that going around. Well, uh, we appreciate you joining us here tonight. We were going to have uh, a nice little round table discussion. Like we did, uh, was it? How many years ago did we have everybody on? Wasn't that last year we did that? It seems longer than that. Maybe <laughs> it was. I don't know. I meant to check that. I was like, hmm. Uh, but anyways, I kind of wanted to uh, talk about 2022, kind of go around and uh, talk about what you think some of the biggest uh, racing stories were from last year. And uh, uh, before we do that, though, let's introduce uh, Rich a little bit more here. You've got kind of a... A background. You do some announcing. You got the Horsepower Happenings podcast going on, kind of based up there in the uh, southeast Michigan area. 
Yep, I live uh, I live about ten minutes from Flat Rock Speedway, so it's easy to get to work uh, in the summertime. Um, so I, yeah, you guys know I I raced at Flat Rock in Toledo for twenty five years, and um, you know what? At the end of two thousand fourteen, Scott Schultz asked if I wanted to join Gary Lindall. I said, "Are you kidding?" Um, so <clears throat> so we tried that, and uh, me and Gary have been together ever since. And then I. Uh, started working for a gentleman named Scott Menlin, who uh, was just announced this week as the uh, uh, series director for Champion Racing Association. So congratulations to Scott. Saw that. <clears throat> yep. And um, I've been working for him. And then uh, I worked with American Ethanol Tours, got into dirt, which I had never done before. And now I flat out love it. So uh, I, I got to do some things I wasn't used to doing and got put together with Zach and Horsepower Happenings and then Gosh, we get to hang out with you guys sometimes, so that's pretty cool. So will you be traveling with the CRA series? Yeah, so it, it's it's not official, but uh, the last two years, uh, Zach and I have been the voices of Champion Racing Association for the Jake CRA All-Stars Tour and the ARCA CRA Super Series. Um, we don't know. Every, they just got the schedule announced. We don't, we're not 100% sure, but we have a feeling that we'll be splitting those duties up again this year as well. Awesome. Sounds exciting. Yeah, it's fun. We get to travel. Uh, I mean, my it just makes your season long. My season ended in the first week of December. It's Snowball Derby. So what's oh, that wow. tell you? <laughs> so when's your season start this year? Um, it might be in three weeks at Cordial, Georgia for the Speed Fest 2023. So it's only 11 and a half months long. <laughs> okay. And uh, Horsepower Happenings, uh, you're on all the major pa- pl- pl- podcast platforms. Absolutely. Anywhere you can find podcasts, we're on it. Yep. Absolutely. Dean Henry was asking, where do we find that show? And so. a little, little bit about it and uh, what time. Yep. So uh, our show goes off at nine o'clock uh, on Mondays. Um, we're a radio podcast, so you don't get to see our ugly mugs at all. Like It's like probably they, better that way if we did that. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, we know it is for us. So, um, and then we try to bring on, um, you know, who's making news, who's, who's in the news at the time. Uh, champions, stuff like that, and uh, try to change it up. And then, I mean, it's really, t- as you guys know, it's really tough in the off season. But uh, so we can't wait for the season to get going because that make we can get a lot of cool guests on once the season gets going. It's it's kind of a double edged sword though. During the off season, people have more time, but there's not really as much news out there. And then during the season, you, people are making news, but they're busy running races or, or whatever. I guess Monday nights are probably a better night though than a. Thursday night where people are getting to the track or whatever for a long weekend. Yeah, we, we seem to, Monday night seems to be okay. Um, you know, we, we record our interviews and then we just kind of put the show together with everything that uh, Zach and I do. And, and, and then it goes off at nine, pretty close to nine o'clock every Monday night. So um, seems to work out for us every once in a while. We have to change to a Tuesday or uh, bounce back and forth. But, uh, you know, we're starting our fourth season um in february so we're looking forward to it awesome very cool so what uh what what, in your opinion what would you say was the uh the biggest story to come out of 2022 how locally or nationally pick one pick one yeah both but uh pick one to start with let's start locally um i think probably um what was impressive to me was this year was eric spangler um Eric Spangler won a couple championships, picked up a $34,000 win at Woodtick. And, um, you know, I was at Woodtick. I was there in victory lane when he showed up. And, I mean, he had to hold off Ryan Unzicker and, and Devin Moran for that win on a, on a few inside Ted and Lap to go restarts. And he just kept driving away from him each time. So um, I got to think locally. I think that, that not that, not that Eric Spangler, isn't a great driver because he's a Hall of Famer in his own right when he decides he's going to, you know, hang up the helmet. But uh, I just thought that was awfully impressive what he did this year. Well, and Spanky did it in kind of a non-traditional way in fields full of rockets and uh, and uh, just a lot of really named cars. He did in a master built that very few racers have been using and and, uh, had, as you say, a spectacular season. Yeah, when you show up to the racetrack, that that All Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series that uh, 
Mike Blackmare puts on. When you're showing up, and 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 who do you get to look at every night? You get uh, Chad Finley and uh, you know Cody Bauer and 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 Dono Marculier and Travis Stemmler. You want to look at that in a race? Uh, I wouldn't want to have to fight that every night. No, and and the uh, upstate Michigan tracks have really put together some some great schedules and and some outstanding purses. So. Uh, th- yeah, there's a lot to showcase up there. And, and late in the season, Eric uh, picked up his first uh, feature win at Oakshade. Yeah, and I think he, I think this year he went down to Illinois and picked up a win this year right. as well. So um, I don't think I don't think Eric Spangler could have had uh, couldn't could have envisioned having the year he had. But uh, I I think locally um, you got to put him right up there at the top. I'm making a note now. Uh, maybe a potential off season guest here. We'll have to get. Spangler on to find out what he's going to be doing next season. Did you guys uh, talk to him this year? Uh, I I talked to him. Um, well, I talked to him right after you know in, in Victory Lane. I interviewed him because they had the uh, this year was pretty cool. They they had the Wood Tick on Flow Racing, so I was out. My job was Victory Lane uh, for the Wood Tick, so I had fun down there. And um, yeah, he was he was pretty happy. Awesome. Well, Ron, what what do you think? Locally, the biggest story was 2022. I think probably the biggest story uh, from a racer's standpoint were the track conditions at virtually every track, Scott. And I know Mother Mother Nature played into that, but boy, uh, the wet spring season, it it just seemed as though most of the dirt tracks never got over that. Um, And and still with the dirt tracks, the... uh, Fan attendance was good. The uh, the car counts were 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 great. It seems like since I don't know, Rich, if you've noticed this, but since the pandemic, once crowds were allowed back at uh, local tracks, it seems like the crowds have been pretty healthy, at least right compared to uh, pre-pandemic times. Yeah, well, we, we noticed <laughs> yeah, during. Yeah, we no, we noticed it a little bit. Um, to be honest, at Flat Rock, you know, just because. Flat Rock wasn't able to open in 2020 at all. So, and, and, and they started slowly coming back. You know, it, it, it's kind of like dip your toe in the water and see how, see if it's still nice uh, after not being there in so long. But uh, this year wasn't too bad. There were, there were a couple nights where it was a little slow with where there's other things going on in the area. I'm sure you guys have that, that True. deal, uh, you know, with, with, you know, all the stuff Toledo's got going on now. Um, you know, we have that up here too, but for the most part, um, we had some pretty good events and some 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 uh, you know pretty full grandstands. It was pretty Rich, cool. That was one of the things that the pandemic created that really concerned me was that maybe the crowds would be slow to come back if they ever did come back. Yeah, it it was. I remember uh, right at the end of the year of 2020, um, Toledo received approval to open up for four events, and um, they squeezed in the Glass City 200. And um, I couldn't believe all the people that were there. Right. And they and, and Toledo didn't have a race all year. I, I, well, they had a couple of races, but they were no fans, and they were Arkham and Art Series events. Right. So, so those were the only events they had held all year. So when local racing uh, came back, I, I was very surprised and, and happy uh, to see that they hadn't forgot about the place throughout the summer. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Scott? Biggest story to me this year was short, short track local, sort well sort of local, local ties was uh, Rick Eshelman making oh, the that was a stunner the Hall of Fame and then the the stunning news uh, back that was the beginning of October where yeah. he was missing and then uh, yeah and, um, and Rick was close to all three of us so yeah, yeah. So that, that that had the most impact at least personally yeah that was one of my that was one of my national stories because. Rick wasn't local. Rick was national. We all know that. Rick was worldwide. Anybody who liked oh, yeah. uh, any anybody who loved World of Outlaws, um, if you knew anything about it, you knew Rick Eshelman. And um, I was proud to call him a friend. Um, pre- it was pretty devastating for all of us, I think. But um, you know, it, it's pretty cool. I, I'm now. I, I get. I don't know if you guys knew, but um, Rick is going to be honored at the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club banquet here in a couple weeks. Uh, with the Vita La Piccolo Lifetime Achievement Award, and his son oh. Derek is going to come and accept for him. So I think that's I think that is really cool. Well, and, and obviously, the three of us have known knew Rick for 
long, long time. Yeah. I consider him local because that's how I met him, working right. at uh, at Mill Street Speedway in the late 90s and then kind of getting the Oakshade deal because of him and going to one of his weddings at, at Toledo Speedway and having the reception in the Speedway bar. <laughs> yeah. Rick, Rick was an interesting fellow. And having so. built a race car for him back in his early days of announcing but wanting to dabble in driving. And I know some other guys that do that. Yeah, and I, I, I got to, uh, I got to, ironically, not knowing, right, I got to spend a couple of days with Rick, uh, I believe it was in August, uh, when the Hell Tour came. He wasn't announcing, but he was just working with the Hell Tour, and I went to Butler in Tri-City uh, and spent a couple nights with him, because I hadn't seen him in quite a while. I mean, he, he doesn't plant his feet in one place too often, <laughs> um, and it's hard to catch up with him, but uh, we were able to spend a couple of days together, and you know, unfortunately, a month or so later, um, you know, he wasn't with us anymore. So uh, I'll, I'll always remember those two days with him. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he would pop in and I'd see him at Oakshade. He'd stop in on an off yep. weekend from the World of Outlaws where he wasn't announcing and just kind of hang out at the track and go down, eat a kraut dog or <laughs> or two or three or whatever. So Whatever uh, he could promote. Yeah. He probably never paid for one. Well, that's all right, though. Yeah, he earned them. He earned them. So what? Uh, what? Uh, that's what that you think is the biggest national story then for for last year? Well, I thought no, no. That I think um, that was pretty cool. But I I think the biggest one, um, and I have to go onto my payment routes, has to be Ross Tash, Ross Chastain. Absolutely. Um, and because we'll never see that again, I don't think. Right, Ron? I don't no, I don't I, believe so. I, I don't believe it'll ever happen. No, but I, I, I watched the week after at Phoenix thinking, is he going to do it again? And no. No, I, I think NASCAR will do everything they can to discourage that. Um, and, and that may be the only track on the entire tour that... That would, is feasible? Yeah. yeah. Where, where, it, where it could work. Yeah, and I, you couldn't do it on a short track here because the light bodies, you just peel them all off. Right. So it, it had, had to be something to do with that new car to, to where it held together because of, if, if you'd had any, I don't care if you have a street stock, a sportsman around here, you try that here, you're going to just peel the whole body off right through the corner. So, um, no, I thought, and, and part of it was just the visual of it. I mean, I think when we all first saw it, we didn't believe it. We thought, see. <laughs> Well, well, we thought thought it was on fast forward or something, right? Oh, Absolutely. and it wasn't. That's the way it was. So I think I think nationally uh, on track. I think that was probably the biggest moment uh, uh, of twenty twenty two. I thought it pretty cool and pretty amazing, and I thought everybody else thought the same thing. Rich, I've got to tell you that was not a spur of the moment thing. He had spent a lot of time during that race studying the wall. Do you think that he to, had to see if? Do you think he would was, even, even imagined before the race that that was an option, or was that he, something he, certainly he formulated it, he during certainly the race? He did it during the race. He knew okay. what he had to do that day. Because of the circumstances and, he was and in and at the end of the race. he was thinking, what can I do to make this happen? <laughs> oh, yeah, the wall thing. Well, I don't think he ever knew. I, I don't think he – I mean, I'm sure he probably thought about it, uh, and I think – in the, in an interview, I thought I heard him say he tried it on an iRacing once yep. and it worked, but I think that's a whole lot different than being in your race car. Uh, and I don't think from the time he first hit the wall going into turn three, he knew it was going to work until he came out of turn four. I, I believe he studied the wall during the race and said, if I have to, this might work. It's a Ron, hero, Ron, hero Ron, move. Ron, you know better than I do. Race car drivers aren't that smart. <laughs> now, now, do you think this would have been as big of a story had that move not worked? I mean, had he made it but still did not gain the positions he needed to to get into the championship, do you think this would have been as big of a story? It was a fairy tale ending. There's no yeah. question. I think it would have been a big story still just because of the move. Um you know, you would have had the asterisks, oh, but he didn't make it into the chase. But it's it was still a, something unbelievable that, um, you know, the only way you're going to ever see it is go back and watch the video because I don't think you're going to ever see it again. Agreed. And, right. and that's it, I, that was actually what I was picking for my national story. That was the, the biggest one from uh, this past year. I mean, there's quite a few, but that one obviously sticks out for, for quite a few reasons. Scott, my biggest story of the year, 
and we talked a little bit about it before we went on, was the, the failures of the next-gen car. Um, the fact that if you get a flat tire, it's got to go on a tow truck to go back to the pits. But if you go on a tow truck, you're out of the race. Um, what about the injuries associated the injury, with it? Oh, absolutely. Cars backing into the wall? Right, right. You know, there, there's a couple of guys with concussion protocols because of that. Uh, the, the car's catching on fire. Uh, Kevin Harvick, you know, never wanted to be outspoken, um, had some issues with the cars catching on fire and his feeling that there were crappy parts involved. Yeah, what, what, what do you think of the, uh, the next-gen car that Cup was using this year? I, I I try not to watch much NASCAR. I I, I haven't um, I haven't grasped it. I think they have a lot of work to do. Um, I'm just I'm an old guy like Ron, right? I'm old school. I, I like five lug nuts and make guys go down oh, there. You, and, you know, make make it part of racing. I mean, now it's almost like Indy cars, one lug off, one lug on. I'm, what are they going to do? Get rid of the Jackman next and, and just plug in the cars and let them jack up. Oh, they're looking at that. Yeah. They've explored that technology. Is that, yeah. is that under the, uh, under the, the guise of it being a safety issue? Yes. Fewer men across the wall. It looks so good though. When seven or eight guys were flying across the wall <laughs> in the old yeah. days and, um, you know, and, and the best crew won best crew made it out. You know, I mean, yep. it's, it was part of the race when I was, was growing Wood, up. It was the Wood Brothers that brought that. Yep. yep. We're not just we're not just old guys that don't like change. That's not what this is, right? No. Okay. I'm just, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mind change as long as it's change that makes the product better. And I I, I think they totally failed with the next gen car. Okay. What yeah. one other uh, big story? Uh, NASCAR related, and this is the last uh, NASCAR related one. Was uh, what do you guys think of them making decisions uh, for last year and in, in on the schedule for this year of going to some different venues, like doing the the uh, the race at the the LA Memorial Coliseum, uh, going to the streets of Chicago next year. Um, what else was there? Weren't, weren't they doing a street the, race in Detroit too? I don't think so. I know That's they had explored that. Maybe Detroit, it's not on the schedule. Detroit's the the IndyCar is going back downtown from Belle Isle, but okay. uh, uh, but also NASCAR doing the All Star race uh, this year, deciding to do that at uh, North Wilkesboro. Yeah, I like I like the All Star race yeah. change. That 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 doesn't bother me getting it away from Charlotte. Um, but uh, you know, I I was one probably one of the ones in the minority. I talked to so many people and. They just loved the Coliseum last year, and I just never bought into it. I was I okay with the Coliseum, but the music part of it, I didn't. Well, and I was so concerned. You seemed to like it for some you know, reason. I, I did, but my concern was that, hey, this is going to be cool. Let's do an intermission during every race and have some rock band or country band or whatever the band du jour is during well, an intermission. Yeah, they, well, they it was evident that they had a target audience for that event, and it and it was and it was not uh, the fans they already had. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, and they wouldn't have had it in the L.A. Coliseum if they were playing to their base. But some of the racing was okay. I mean, a lot of contact. That's for sure. Um, a lot more than I. Th the, the racing was the track's about the size of this room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, gonna the racing that. was a little better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but I guess if you're if I guess if you're if you like the entertainment factor, then it was for you. Um, you know, if you if you like the nice tight racing, just that portion of it, then maybe you liked it. But I think the whole package just didn't do it for me. It was more well, of we'll a start thirty five cars on the little track at Toledo. Um, well, I don't, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that they'll have to worry about that ever again. We'll have to see. They might. They might this year. Um, they might have to consider that this year at the at the Glass City 200 for the ASA Stars National Tour when it shows up there, um, because I th I think there's going to be quite a few cars that are going to show up for that event. But uh, we'll have. To, I don't know that you're going to ever start 35 cars at uh, <laughs> at even on the big track at Toledo or ever again. <laughs> but but that's what the Coliseum race was. Yeah, was it wasn't that many, but yeah, 25. I think they're going 27 this year. We got some news on that. But uh, uh, moving away from NASCAR, uh, Jonathan Davenport was a big story last year. Late model driver winning 
who is now a millionaire. Millions of dollars in in wins last year. He won the uh, the Eldora Million. I mean, what a season that guy had. Yeah, and that was my that was my number one on track uh, that I had picked uh, event. Uh, one of them of of twenty twenty two. I just don't. How many races did he win? Big money races this year. It was like every time. And what the last one to win a million dollars was Donnie Moran. Am I correct? Down at Eldora, right? I believe so. Yeah. Is that right? So yes. Uh, that was before I was in, into dirt racing, but uh, no. About everywhere he went, he won. And 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 every big event that he showed up at, uh, it was him. I don't know if anybody um, had had that dominant of a season like he had in twenty twenty two. He was like the Kyle Larson of uh, twenty twenty one, right? Except in dirt late models, is ever when Kyle Larson raced him. And Kyle Kyle Larson's going to win <laughs> yeah. in anything. Uh, speaking of Kyle Larson. That was a good transition there. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, him and Brad Sweet doing this high limit sprint car series next year? I watched a little. They they um, the end of this year they did a couple races, right or one race. Yeah, I, right. I thought they did it. Um, I watched that night. I think it might be okay. It gives the it, it gives Kyle Larson a reason to get to a racetrack all the time. More racetracks, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. But it seems. But you know what? If if you're putting up the money um, for that group of race cars, let them come. I mean, if, what are they going to bring? 40, 50, 60 race cars on those events I think they had. Um, I think it's going to be great. I have no problem with it. Ex- anything that expands our sport um, and makes it better, I'm for it. And those are supposed to be midweek shows, so right. they're not, uh, you know, kind of in competition with some of the big weekend shows. Well, we've, we've been talking about big money shows and, and getting away from – the greatness of 22. What do you think about the million dollar to win race at Eldora being for sprint cars? I think it's what's good for late models is good for sprint cars, right? Well, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you, you always heard of the, you know, all the money being thrown around sprint cars and, and how much, uh, how much money Brad sweets won, right? Um, you know, now Jonathan Davenport pops off a million dollars. Why not for sprint cars? Why not? They'll they'll have a hundred cars there, at oh, least, yeah. if not more. One twenty, maybe. Yeah, probably, Ron. Scott, did you have the final number? I, I thought that Davenport was closing in on three million dollars total winnings for the year. I think it was in the two million something range. I don't yeah. I don't know off the top of my head on that, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of money. And and one of the things I I guess I did. I understand it, but I didn't really like it. Was uh, Kyle Larson's comment about not running Chili Bowl this year? Well, and part of the reason him doing this high limit thing was for high paying races during the right. week was because the Chili Bowl doesn't pay enough. And he's a former champion of it. It's, what is it, five thousand to win? I think maybe ten thousand. Yeah, you ought to try going to the Hangover Race at Sandusky <laughs> Speedway. Yeah. So, which you know, uh, Dean says uh, Davenport made uh, 2.5 million so yeah uh, i i thought he was closing in at three he's, he's got enough money he can buy some more race cars yeah and i think i think one of the biggest surprises too was you know after after 2021 when um you know brandon overton was winning everything and 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 was collecting all the big checks you thought that he was going to have a shot and he was going to roll in a bunch of money in 2022 well lo and behold jonathan davenport uh makes 2021 look like chump change to, to Brandon Overton, you know? Well, and Overton didn't have a horrible year in 22. Mm-mm. No, but he didn't make the, he didn't win the big races that he did in 21, Ron. Right, right. So will there be a, a, a late model driver that will be able to, to earn, it, maybe even match uh, what Davenport did uh, this or this past year, this year without the Eldora Million for a late model driver? I don't think so. Probably not. A lot of guys changing seats this year. Do you notice that? Oh, um, oh boy. Jimmy Owens has a new ride. Uh, Devin Moran has a new ride. Uh, we'll have to see. These guys haven't even taken their first laps in cars yet. Scott, the pavement guy is really getting pretty tuned in on dirt racing. I know. What, have you heard about uh, Nick Hoffman? Yeah. So what, what was that? See, now I, I remember reading about it. and I, um <laughs> He was involved in the, that crash uh, on, right. with his hauler and hurt. They knocked out what the the end of August, beginning of September, right. 
had to sit out for a few months, and uh, he's going to be uh, – he's got the Devin Moran's old ride, the Titorig uh, late model that he's going to be running this year. Yeah, and he's going to he, – and, and I think what I read, he's going to run for the World of Outlaws Championship right. or Rookie of the or Year. Rookie of right. the Year, I think, at least. But yep. yeah. And his engineering ability can only help that team. We had, we had a conversation about this a week ago and said, you know, is a championship like the World of Outlaws or Lucas Oil, is that as big as it used to be? And I, I said, you know, it probably isn't because you're only having what I've seen is four or five cars, cars running every race. So, you know, if, if, if those five guys show up, you're probably going to finish in the top five in the, right. in the championship. Um, and all the rest of the field are fillers depending where the race is. You know, not guys that, I mean, and, and guys that can win, but they're not following the whole tour. You what, know, what do you think about the, the Lucas Oil Series uh, next year going to a, a, uh, a format like the, the playoffs uh, that NASCAR has? I was never a playoff fan to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> um, if, if, we had, if we had playoffs uh, back in my day, if they did it on our short tracks, I probably would have had a chance at four or five championships. But uh Without a playoff, I made sure I was not I was fully excluded from that talk every year. So but I'm not I'm not a big playoff fan. I I, I like uh let's race to the end and whoever has the more points is the champ. Yeah. Gotcha. Last uh, last story that uh, that I have on my list here uh was uh the Hoosier uh, tire shortage, which kind of was more uh had more of an impact uh, the first part of the year and, and kind of less toward the, the end of the year. Yeah. It played out a lot all year, but yeah, but it did. You didn't hear as much about it toward the end of the season. Well, and and the pavement guys got used to racing with half a set of tires, and you know the dirt guys were buffing and grinding and making tires last a little longer. It wasn't that the shortage got better; people just learned how to deal with it. And I th- and I think just, I I had some dirt friends, and and it seemed to me, guys, that they were their biggest deal was the price of diesel fuel. They found a way to find tires, you know, uh, you, you're dirt late model driver. You're going to find tires somewhere and they always seem to have tires, but uh, I think they limited the races they were going to run. You know, I was, we were talking, we had Cody Bauer on the show after he won it, won that race at, at gateway in the dome. And he's, he said, we only ran about 25 races and those wow. guys, those guys run and he, you know, he ran the challenge series events up north um, and then went out of state a couple of times, but he didn't run that much. So when normally dirt late model guys are running 45 to 60 times or more, mm-hmm. um, and they just chose not to do that. And I believe it was because um, of the costs of getting up and down the road. I think I remember those days. Even some of the uh, some of the late model drivers we had on at the end of uh, last year on the show were we would ask them what their plans are for next year. And a lot of them were like, you know, if we can't afford to, to travel away, we may stay local. We want to, uh, you know, travel, but uh, the, well, the, and the cost that, of is, fuel is prohibitive. Is that going to play back into it this year? Because I don't know if you've noticed fuel prices are creeping back Shh. up. And I keep hearing that fuel prices are going to get back to last summer's prices again this year. I'm just glad my I'm glad my 2022 pickup truck that I just got runs on regular gas, uh, regular regular unleaded. It's not, I don't have a diesel, so I'm doing I'm I'm not I'm not crying because I'm I'm pretty happy the where from where unleaded fuel where it is now compared to what it was uh, you know six months ago. Rich, I was hoping that you weren't going to say your 2022 truck just got plugged in. That's what. <laughs> oh no, he didn't. No, 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 no. I do, I will. I will not buy a truck where the batteries cost more than the truck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, electric uh, electric car racing though, it's coming. You believe that? You really believe that? I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, unless there's an alternative, well, can we do? Uh, What's the uh, the other uh, thing? Hyd- hydrogen something. It just isn't the it just isn't the same going. I mean, I when I grew up going to the racetracks and all the years, it was you know the snow, the rubber, and the rear end dope, and the oil and the, and the fuel and stuff like that. And going to the racetrack and saying, 
smelling rubber and uh, toxic acid doesn't seem exciting to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. And and watching a car pull up to the high side of the track so his batteries recharge. Yeah, I I don't think that's ever. I'd be very surprised if that happens in our lifetime. Oh, the charging's when you, for when you hit the brakes or let off the gas. I'm not sure how that works. Everything I've read says that the top lane will be a charging lane where the cars can actually... Oh, like wireless charging? Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant going up parking no, and no, plugging no. in or something. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, any any other stories uh, we missed, uh, Rich, you think? Um, not really. I mean, I thought there, there was a couple more locally. I thought... Um, I thought it was pretty cool here, just and just because I can play Homer. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, Eric Lee picking up his sixth championship oh, okay. at Flat Rock Speedway. Um, there aren't many guys that have that many championships, much less in a late model, and Eric Lee was able to do it two years in a row and picked up number sixth. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, Evan Schottko up at Berlin picked up his first late model, super late model championship up at Berlin and picked up his first ever battle at Berlin uh, 150. So and picked up that $20,000 win. So I thought those were pretty cool on the pavement side. SRX series is coming to Berlin, I believe next year. Yes. That's what I hear. <laughs> what do, what do you think of that series? Um, I've watched it a couple times. I, I, I didn't watch it every week, but, uh, I don't know. Those are, those cars, I, they're a little different for me. And, and, and some of the guys that are in them, surely don't know how to drive them that's for sure any Um, name in particular no we'll just leave it at that (laughs) (laughs) but uh no they're there they're there to put on a show for the fans and and um, that's exactly what they do i mean everywhere everywhere they go they fill the fill the grandstand so that's great for the racetracks um so i think i think it's fine in that aspect cool Cool. just don't take it too seriously it's entertainment well it's you know, it's like the the IROC series, kind of. Probably maybe a little less serious, but uh, yeah, because the IROC series they featured drivers that were still right. you know running NASCAR, IndyCar, whatever. Where uh, the SRX is more retired. Yes, washed up was the only word that was coming to my head, and I didn't think that was the proper terminology. So, <laughs> well, last Retired-ness. year, well, last year I think was, they they were having they had events where some a current driver could qualify in to race at the at an event that they would norm on a track that they would normally race at. So, you know, they did that a few times where they had one guy, you know, one current young driver in there. Yeah. They uh, had like each track. I think they had like a a local guy, their rare, they called it. So, yeah. But uh, anyway, Uh, Rich, we appreciate the time uh, and uh, thank you for, for sticking through everything that was going on and, being able to to come on here tonight again, uh, you want to promote uh, Horsepower Happenings here before we let you go? Yep, every Monday night, 9 o'clock, uh, anywhere you can find a podcast, uh, we're on. And um, just just follow us, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, Horsepower Happenings. Also, from Zach and I, uh, we, we want to send our prayers out to the Hancock family, Dwayne and his family. Um, her, yeah, I heard his father passed away this weekend, so... Uh, Bummer, Dwayne and Elliot couldn't couldn't join us tonight, but our prayers go out to Dwayne and his family. Well, it's going to be a long winter. Maybe we can squeeze them in somewhere. Yeah, like you said, you know, this is off season. Always looking for for show ideas, so we we, we may give it another try. Absolutely, you never know. Hopefully, we'll see you out at Oakshade again sometime. Yeah, nice you guys in person that one time. Yeah, well, yeah, but I, I guess the um, you, you guys get a hell tour race this year, right? Yes. Every every that's year, that's what yeah. I saw. Okay, it, and that's the. Um, I'm still learning this, but that that is the night of the birthday race, right? Right, correct. And, okay, and next year we are the penultimate second, uh, second, second to last, last race. Yeah. yeah, it's a middle sad. It's a Saturday in the middle of uh, July. I don't remember the exact. Yeah, because they're they're going to Hartford and Butler and Hartford first. Is that what they're doing? And then coming to El, coming down to Oakshade, Oakshade, Oakshade right. and then I think Wayne County is the right. the final one on Sunday. Yeah, we'll catch up with you guys for sure. Absolutely. All right, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks again for uh, coming on tonight. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Rich yep. France, thank you. We'll see ya. There we go. Well, how come I'm so big and you're tiny now? I don't know. It's crazy. So, uh, again, you've got the control <laughs> of the keyboard. 
Uh, again, thanks to uh, Rich France. Uh, we wanted to have uh, Dwayne and uh, Elliot from Dirt Nerds Podcast as well. We were going to kind of do what we did before, but uh, uh, like Rich said, uh, unfortunately, Dwayne's father passed away this uh, week. So kind of low on Dwayne's priority list. And, and we yeah. know how busy Dwayne is. Right. I mean, he's got so much going on uh, with uh, – uh, the AFCS and, and everything he does for racing. So I'm sure we'll, we'll talk to him uh, again here. Did you see Chris Mai's comment about electric cars racing at Mansfield? It sucked. No noise took away. I can believe that. Six colleges had electric type Indy cars. Interesting. Were there fans there? I'd be curious about that. Or was this just like an exhibition as part of a regular night of racing? That would be my question. Uh, thanks to Oakshade Raceway. Speaking of uh, that, we're the fastest meet to race, oakshaderaceway.com. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, keep checking back for that 2023 race schedule. I would wager that the opening night will be the last Saturday in April. Boom. There it is. And uh, Ryan Miller Race Cars. Give Ron a call, 734-856-7223. Race cars, parts, safety equipment. Uh, your belts expire. Need the yeah. new, new uh, harness. I, ha I had new belts in for the hangover race. Did you? I was afraid they were going to check my belts. And Speaking of, of the hangover race, what happened to you in, in that race that allowed me to finish ahead of you, by the way? I just want to point that out. I think yeah, I, obviously, I passed you on the track even. Yeah, with a flat right front tire. Scott, the car was okay. Um, we had that caution about the midpoint, and then it, it had a wicked, wicked push. Um, I ran one lap. After we went green and it was undrivable and right front tire was down. So that's your excuse? That's why I passed you? Yeah. All right. I'll accept I that. haven't looked at that tire see if I got some debris because there definitely was some of that during the day. Yeah, I was a little worried that my tires wouldn't last because I was running both classes, right. the moonshine and the and champagne. fine. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, they were fine. Last year, the track was dry and they were destroyed. Well, and the track had every opportunity to be dry, but I think with all the rain we had early, uh, there were weepers that j just kept the track a little bit wet, uh, which played right into the dirt guys because they were used to going sideways a little. And I appreciate it. Latest racing news. Is here former guest Cole Macedo made the trip to Australia, a, a good one for him. Yeah, uh, he picked up the feature victory at Tasmania. Uh, day after Christmas. Oh, yeah. So, uh, congratulations. That's a little island down on the southern tip of Australia. Do they have devils there? Uh, Tasmanian devils. Uh, James McFadden, Brad Sweet, Carson Besito, Brock Zierfoss, and Sheldon Hoddenshield uh, also making the trip uh, down under to compete against the Australians. They will be racing at different tracks, but will all end up uh, concluding their trip at the 50th Grand Annual Sprint Car Classic which uh, I guess is Australia's version of the Knoxville Nationals. That'll be at Premier Speedway January 27th through the 29th. Premier Speedway. I, I know it's it's been renamed, but don't remember what city it's in. Should. <laughs> Who's your racing tire announced? Uh, uh, we kind of talked about this uh, a few weeks ago, but right. now it's official. They've announced the introduction of the newly designed rear drive tires for sprint car dirt racing in 2023. The new uh, rear tires feature an updated symmetrical tread pattern design and profile, allowing competitors to rotate tires and extend use and longevity compared to the current tires that have been used for over 25 years. For wing sprint cars such as uh, the 360s, 410s, 358s, uh, one style left rear tire will be produced moving forward. The open competition RD12 left rear and spec H12 left rear will be consolidated into one offering featuring a hybrid construction between the two previous tires and a modified tread pattern on both shoulders to reduce uh, blistering and chunking. There will be a quiz at the uh, end of this, so uh, take notes. Um, Nobody likes chunking. They know. <laughs> the new left rear tire will be designated as a D12A. The new right rear will be offered in two compounds and will be designated as D15A and medium. The D15A will replace the current H15 and will feature a slightly firmer tread compound. The medium compound will remain the same. 
The front tire offerings uh, re- will remain the same and unchanged for 2023. So, Hoosier is doing everything they can to simplify their manufacturing process. Yeah. Do you think that's going to help with the uh, the tire shortage? Yeah, I really, do. I really do. Okay. Uh, the second Bushlight Clash will boost an increased field as uh, the February 5th race at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum will now hold 27 cars instead of 23 uh, entries that were featured during last year's inaugural running. Eligibility for the one-of-a-kind stadium race includes all 2023 NASCAR Cup Series uh, charter team owners and Associated Cup drivers. This year, NASCAR Cup Series open team owners and Associated Cup drivers are eligible to enter and compete for the four additional starting positions in this year's field. The format uh, of the upcoming Clash of the Coliseum is largely unchanged. There will be qualifying heat races and last chance qualifiers to determine the lineup for the Clash. And an intermission halfway. With somebody singing. I'm betting. Or lip syncing, whatever. Um, you said you didn't see this. Uh, I was watching the Tulsa shootout last week. I don't know why it seems like so long ago. It seems like two weeks ago. Uh, but... Uh, Terry Maddox, uh, the flagger for the Tulsa shootout and the Chili Bowl Nationals, uh, was hit by a car that uh, slipped off the final corner while he was waving the checkered flag on Thursday morning. Um, and if you don't know, haven't watched the Chili Bowl Nationals or the Tulsa shootout, the flagger stands down there in the infield and kind of s- steps out onto the track. Old time uh, racing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, here's uh, here's what. <laughs> So uh, the car got loose coming off of four and kind of went down to the inside and got into uh, Maddox there. He tried to move out of the way, slipped, um, and uh, he ended up getting stitches in his right leg but suffered no broken bones. That was amazing. It really was. Thunderbird Raceway in uh, Muskegon, Michigan, has been purchased back by Tom Sprague. Ooh. Sprague purchased uh, the track so his friends Jeff and Heidi Morell would have a chance to live out their dreams of running a racetrack. Never heard somebody that that was their dream was to run a racetrack. From all the horror stories I've heard of running a a racetrack, right? Yeah, but uh, well, hopefully it is a dream. Uh, It was an easy decision for uh, Michael Blackmer as he uh, found out how hard it is to run three tracks at the same time. Um, You know, because he was running Tri City, Merritt, and Thunderbird all up there in Michigan, trying to do all three. Uh, He's going to concentrate uh, uh, everything he's doing. He's let me rephrase it. He's going to concentrate on doing huge things at Tri-City Motor Speedway and Merritt Speedway this year. Uh, and finally, uh, racing or rally racing icon Ken Block, who was uh, 55, died in a snowmobile accident in Utah Ooh. on Monday. So, Just a whole lot of that death thing going on lately. Yes. Crud, I meant to uh, ask uh, Rich this. So we had a, a hammer down hotline. Really? Uh, text, yeah. If uh, you'd like to uh, leave us a message on the Hammerdown Hotline, something you want us to discuss, feel free to call or text anytime. This number right here, 419-318-3081. It's 419-318-3081. We had a text that uh, came in uh, that uh, wanted to know, uh, in everyone's travels to different tracks, which track has the best food? Ooh. What do you think? Well, I didn't travel much this year. Well, but you've been to many different tracks, so. You know, the burgers at Oakshade are really, <laughs> really good. You might be a little biased, too. They're really good. Okay. I'm kind of fond of the hot dogs at Oakshade. But I'm also fond of going to Sandusky because uh, not necessarily because of the track food. Not that the track food's bad at Sandusky, but there's a Fazoli's in Sandusky, and I love going oh, to Fazoli's. So. Well, that doesn't count as track food, Scott. But it's kind of related because it's like, all right, it's New Year's Day. I'm going to Sandusky for the hangover race, and I'm going to go to Fazoli's afterwards. Woo! So you got your fill of Italian. I did. I always bring home extra breadsticks, and my kid eats them, so it was all good. But I'd like a dozen breadsticks to go, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... The hot dogs at Oakshade. I mean, I'm always scarfing down, down those. Um, 
what does uh, everybody think in the comments? Uh, leave your comments of what track and what food uh, you think has the, the best. Yeah. What food it is, which track you think has the best food. What the hell, Scott? I know. I know. I, I should have went to Big D's instead. I can't, I can't think of any track that has Big D's pizza. Otherwise, that would be right up there. I agree. Yeah. Big D's should be served at uh, Sandusky Speedway, Fremont Speedway. Especially on New Year's okay. Day. I agree. I'd have to quit bringing food if Big D's was going to be at Sandusky for the hangover. I probably would have skipped out on Fazoli's if Big D's was there. Yeah. Definitely. That, that'd be a big sacrifice. Big D's was open. Great, Chris. Give me <laughs> more trouble. Uh, uh, Dean says uh, Eldora was uh, his favorite. Chris uh, Rutan says uh, the uh, the big old burger at uh, Oakshade. So you got some support there. So there you go. Uh, moving on. How about we uh, move on to uh, give away some Big D's pizza, as a matter of fact. How many? How many? Yeah. So last week's how many, or actually was a couple weeks, uh, was how many total cars were going to be at the hangover race at Sandusky Speedway on uh, January 1st. Guess how many cars they had? They had quite a few cars. I was impressed. I I was really pleased with the number of fans in the the grandstand. I noticed that, too. It was like there was a lot of people in the stands compared to Considering it's the middle of winter and, you know, a little drizzly, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a perfect day, but yeah, I liked it. I was very pleased. Okay. Well, there was uh, 38 cars total really? among the three classes. Uh-huh. I think uh, the Moonshine had the most, which is uh, odd. Yeah. Because I think there was 14 because we had two heats of seven. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Usually there's sometimes like eight to ten. So. How about the front-wheel drive cars? It seemed like Front-wheel drives, I think. I think there was a little, I don't remember. I thought there were. Wait, I took a picture of your phone with the lineups, and that's how I counted okay, all of it. So yeah. I, I got the picture here. I can tell you exactly how many they were. I could probably do that, too. You probably could because I, the picture is uh, from your phone. They had seven and six. So they had 13 cars. There okay. was one less in the uh, the whiskey stock, and then uh, the champagne stock had six and five. Well, be so 11. you had 11, yeah. So that totals out to 38. Ooh. That's the total number. You uh, picked 35, your car number, which was a pretty good guess because I guessed 34. So you were closest. I our, win. Our uh, listener winner picked 39, one off. That was Doug Frost. Ooh, congr- so congratulations to Doug Frost. He's got a Big D's pizza. you got 30 days to claim your pizza. Uh, get a hold of Dean Henry, Big D's, or myself, and we'll get you all squared away there. So this week's how many and a chance to win a Big D's pizza. What's going to be the uh, total flip count from the Chili Bowl Nationals next week? Oh, boy. The uh, Tulsa shootout was well over 100, which was uh, the week uh, between Christmas and New Year's. So, And I want to say it's been like 60s. But that seems low almost because it's like a whole week. Do we want to tell everybody yeah. why we're doing a flip count on a race that goes ne- into next weekend? Sure. Why? Are we going to be here next Thursday? Oh, no. Is that, yeah, that's why we're not. I see what you're getting at. <laughs> I was totally, yeah. totally lost on that one. Uh, no, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, yeah, yeah. Total flip count for next week's Chili Bowl Nationals. Um, some guesses already coming in. If you want to get your guess in, uh, just put your number guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Whoever's closest will win a Big D's pizza. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, and that's through the entire Chili Bowl Nationals. Right. And like Ron said, we uh, unfortunately, uh, there will be no show next week because I was going to ask Scott if yours was better. I heard him, so he wouldn't. Oh, our breadsticks is better than Fazoli's. I don't know that I've had the breadsticks, have I? I've had the 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 pizza boat or the pizza boat, the cheese boat. Yeah, garlic bread with cheese, which that is nothing beats that. That is phenomenal from Big D's. I don't know that I've had the breadsticks though. I think I'm gonna have that. Anyway, sorry, a little ADD getting distracted here by the yeah. food. 
Um, yeah, put your uh, comments in the uh, Facebook Live or YouTube Live uh, as far as the number of flips you think it's going to be. And that's going all the way through the end of Chili Bowl Nationals, which is what? Uh, I think it starts Monday through Saturday. Yes. So that's all. So there's no show next week, next Thursday. We'll tell you why here in a little bit. So you have until, I'm going to say until uh, Monday morning at 10 a.m. to get your guess in. Sounds good. And it's for the whole week of uh, the Chili Bowl Nationals as far as uh, flips. So how many one, flips do you think it's going to be? You know, last week, 35 was really good to me. <laughs> That seems awfully so, low. So I'm going with 135. Okay, say, unless you put a one in front of it. All right, Ryan's going with 135. I'm going to go. See, Doug, Doug, our winner this week, he's picking 71. And I think that might be closer. Ooh. So I'm going to go with Chris Mize and go 132. So that way, if it is 71, I'm a lot closer <laughs> than you. Um. So there you go. You have until Monday if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, I heard radio, whatever, just, uh, punch up our Facebook page and find the Facebook live, put your guests in. You have until Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Now we'll set, make it central time since the, uh, chili bowl nationals is okay. over in central time zone in Oklahoma. So there you go. No big D's pizza racing menu this weekend. Other than, uh, you got chili bowl nationals coming up, uh, the A week from now, uh, no, it starts Monday. Okay. Um, and then uh, tomorrow is, uh, what is it, the Wild West shootout? In Vado. Vado. Yeah. I think Rusty Schlenk's out there for that. He is. So. Um, nothing locally, but the weather's not supposed to actually be too bad the next couple of weeks around here. Not quite racing weather, but uh, we'll take it. Certainly for winter, it's yeah. tolerable. Yeah. We could have more uh, hangover races. Weekly what? hangover race series. Yeah. Thanks to associate producer Dave Cameron, contributors Matt Swanner, John Young, Doug Dock, and Bob Stazak. Make sure to like us on uh, Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report, follow us on YouTube, listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, check us out on HammerDownRacingReport.com. Become a sponsor. Sponsorship info is on there. Uh, make sure to rate and review us as well. Share us with your friends. We peaked at uh, 150 in the Ooh. U.S. on Ooh. the Apple podcast charts wow. for Leisure Auto category. Right. And uh, at the same time, we were 160 on that same category in Australia. So our American audience is stepping up. Well, it, and sometime in the next few weeks, we're going to have Veronica McCann on from, from, from Australia. Australia. And uh, that's going to just really think boost, that's gonna boost our numbers over there. In Australia? Okay. Sure. Thanks to our sponsors, Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Ram Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Headhunters, Barber Studio, and Salon. Uh, again, if you're interested in being a sponsor of the show, send us a message or call the Hammerdown Hotline, 419-318-3081. Thanks to uh, this week's guest, which was guests, but uh, Rich for uh, showing up there from uh, Horsepower Happenings. Uh, appreciate him. We're getting questions. Why we won't be on next week? Uh, I'll be in an airplane. i got to travel for business next week, so... Uh, we decided to, instead of trying to force a show, we're going to... Scott's airplane won't land in Detroit until a projected... Quarter after seven. Quarter after seven. Then he's going to have to clear baggage and everything else. He and drive back home. to Toledo. Wouldn't be home yeah. before 9.30. And you folks are in bed. By yeah. I thought about maybe doing it on uh, Friday or something, but... It's just too much effort to try and squeeze in tonight, especially since I got a business trip and I'm gonna, I'm going to be elsewhere anyways. Uh, that can't do your homework. Yeah, yeah. So it's just going to be easier. We'll be back and then weekly, starting in two weeks, Thursday night, seven o'clock again. So apologies. But don't forget about us. We're just yeah. taking a week off. Yeah, not not the end of anything. Um, yeah. So I guess that's it. Uh, make, I'd say get out and support your local track, but. Uh, your local tracks aren't open this weekend. At least I hope not. If they are, then I have you heard anything about Mid Michigan? They do that race uh, in the winter sometimes. Oh, I don't think they're doing it. They had that one that was a slop fest, and I think that kind of soured. Them <laughs> that was it. That was the one I went to. Yeah. All right, so no more. Oh well. The ground, oh. the ground had frozen. Then there was a brief thaw, and well, the top. 
thawed and yeah. so it was just soup on top of ice. Yeah. It was fun to watch. I'm glad I didn't race that. But uh, yeah, two weeks. We'll be back seven o'clock Thursday night. That would be the nineteenth, I believe. July nineteenth. We'll be back, and then July nineteenth to June. I'm Jan- one of those J 19th. words. Try January. We'll be back July nineteenth. No. Well, we'll be around that week. Yeah, maybe sometime yeah. probably not july wouldn't that be cool if july 19th was a thursday <laughs> we'll be back january 13th tune in seven o'clock live until then hammerdownracereport.com listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform we're out we'll see you in two weeks good night right, folks and again happy new you have been listening to the hammerdown racing report available on demand on itunes google podcasts spotify or your favorite podcasting platform Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!